Welcome back to Ultiverse OQ, your guide to the ultimate universe. Now in podcast form, I'm Luke. And I'm Devin. And this week we're talking about... Ultimate X. Some armor wars. And everyone's favorite, fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are specifically talking about Ultimate Armor Wars numbers 1 through 4, Ultimate Comics X number 1 through 5, and Ultimate Comics Spider-Man numbers 1 through 6 because they did that brief weird rebrand for a while and then it's like, oh hey, we got a big number coming up. Let's go back to the old number and name. Yeah. Comics. Comics is right. I don't know, did all of them drop? I don't think all of them dropped the Ultimate Comics. No, but Ultimate Spider-Man specifically did. Yeah. Because then it turned into the countdown to what happens to Peter, and then it just relaunched as Ultimate Comics Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so. And then what happens to Peter is undone, but then the universe ends, so it doesn't actually matter. Mm-hmm. And then the two universes become one. And apparently it's a thing again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Comics, we... baby! It's mm. all jazz! But, uh, yeah. So, we're back from our ultimatum... Ultimatuming. And, uh, thank you to everybody again who participated in that. And you know what else, Devin? What, Luke? I read all of One Punch Man that existed as of like two weeks ago in nice. American translations that were legally distributed in trade format. Which is what, like five? No, volumes? there's no, there is quite a few volumes. Is there? Uh huh. It's on my Comicsology account. Uh, because I was in the mood to read some manga manga mm -hmm. my brother has been reading a lot of uh or my brother started watching the one punch man manga uh there are 18 volumes current no there are 19 volumes currently nice oh man i got speaking of anime it. there's now anime on the hbo max yeah i haven't had a chance we did start watching ghosts Tonight, because we're recording on a Wednesday instead of our normal recording on a Saturday morning. I was rewatching the pilot of Dexter's Laboratory. Edie, you stupid idiot! Yeah. Yeah. I forgot how good the pilot was. Good episode. Mm hmm. And you can watch both versions of Powerpuff Girls the yeah. good classic one and the Bad one where one of the writers created a self-insertion character so he could date Blossom. Hell yeah. That's also, weird. I never watched the reboot. Neither did I. I mostly just saw discussions about it and like how they tried to do an episode about being trans and it was just like, oh, every trans person who saw this said it's horribly offensive. So Yay. Yeah. Yeah. But, and uh, all the regular show. Yeah. And the man who's created regular show. New program that is coming out soon. Mm hmm Where it's very implied that all the regular show was just a big ass episode. Yay. 
Yeah, I've also been rereading One Piece. And there is so much One Piece to happen. Are you there? You're not talking about One Piece. You can't see my face, Luke, but this is a yeah, Luke. This is when we lose you. Not not the first friend I've lost to One Piece. I mean... Back sophomore year, our friend Ethan Casey at Worcester failed out of school. But instead of going to class, all he did was watch One Piece. He finished it all in that one semester, but then he didn't come back the next. <laughs> I have yeah. not seen Ethan since then. Well, I'm reading it, so I mean, there's a difference there. But I am also playing One Piece Pirate Warriors 3 Deluxe Edition because I was looking at getting four. It's like you could buy three that just has a few less characters, but it's essentially the same game. And it's only 10 bucks as opposed to paying like 60 bucks for nice. more people. Yeah, I'm currently playing Final Fantasy 7, the remake. Very cool. Are you liking... It is the only the Final course. Fantasy game I have made it more than 30 minutes into. Nice. It's yeah. also the one that I played the most of. Well, the original Final Fantasy 7. Sure. Uh, because I had it for the PC. It was a birthday gift, and the discs that I had were... One of them was broken, and I never found a patch for it, and so I just got stuck. That's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, were you reading Emmy Town on my comicsology? Yes. Oh, okay. I was trying to figure out why it was borrowed on my comicsology and limited borrows. That was me. Okay. Oh, also, you know what else is back, Devin? Because Emmy Lennox is back. Yes, Luke, go ahead. What? Comics are back. Comics are back. I got to go into a store today and buy them. It was nice. I didn't go into a store, but I got four comics this week. I got Suicide Squad, Marauders, Avengers, and Ludocrats. I bought Spider-Man. And the third trade of Snot Girl. Nice. And Amazing Spider-Man number 70, the first appearance of Vanessa Fisk, the Kingpin's wife. My wife. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh... And the Weezer Funko Pop arrived! Oh yeah! The what Funko Pop? That's right. Oh, the Weezer. Rivers, Rivers Cuomo has his own Funko Pop now. Rivers Cuomo's. The only disappointing thing is that the rest of the game is not. Okay. Uh, well, the first story we're going to be talking about is Ultimate Armor Wars number 1 through 4, written by Warren Ellis, with pencils by Steve Kurth, with inks by Jeff Hewitt, Alan Martinez, and Scott Hanna, with color by Guru FX, and letters by VC's Joe Sabino. And it's, uh, it doesn't seem engaging at all. No. Like, uh, the whole premise is... Tony Stark is now potentially going to be poor 
and he goes into his base to try and get some technology that could potentially be dangerous back, and he runs into Justine Hammer, who is trying to not die from the superpowers that she got by getting some of those Tony Stark nanites, and also the ghost, who is a professional thief who steals things from him. And Tony finds out that a bunch of his Iron Man designs got sent out, and so he has to go and track down everyone who got that, including Dr. Faustus, who made some weird Iron Man cyborgs who get killed really easily. Soup's Brem easy. Go ahead. But soup's easy. Also, did uh, Justin Brem Hammer get introduced before? Justine? No, Justin. Or, oh, Justin Hammer. Because I keep referring to, to, to Justin. It's like, but I don't ever recall him being... A player in the Ultimate Universe. Uh, yes, he was. Uh, very, very briefly. Okay. He was uh, the one who gave powers to Electro and Sandman. Oh, okay. And Octavius was working for him at the time. Oh, sure. Yeah, very forgettable, though, because now my mind is just back on to Spectacular Spider-Man. Yeah. Canon. Or Sam yeah. Rockwell. Spectacular Snack Dracula. Yeah, so after he stops Faustus, he then goes to fight Bram Helsing, who is a horny old German Nazi descendant who lives in Frankenstein's castle. Mm-hmm. And Tony threatens to lock him in the suit, and it turns out that Helsing, or Velsing, sold off his information to the British, who turned it into suits to beat up protesters. That sounds about right. Oh, there is a weird knocking at the door. I need to actually go and check on that. I'll be back. Pause your recording. Or, no, keep your recording going. It's fine. Keep it going, fam. Who's that knocking at my door? Those of you tuning in at home, you can hear the background of what's happening. At this moment in time, I do believe that there's a robber who is trying to rob Luke of all of his otherworldly possessions. He kept saying that he didn't get it the first time. He's coming back for more. Luke has taken the coward's way out and is now offering up Avi's stuff instead. Let's see how this plays out. The robber appears to be thanking Luke now for leading him to all of Abby's valuables. Luke has now removed unscathed. Good job, Luke. Never. Never mind, he's been pushed down the stairs. He's dying. Okay, I'm back. Yes. Sorry about that. It's cool. There's My some landlord. Fun, there's some fun narration that you get to listen to later as I explain what's happening. I know. Uh, yeah. My landlord showed up to have us sign the leases. I have to give you 24 hours notice, Luke. I had texted him. Nice. Yeah, I was not expecting him to show up at 8.30. Agreed. Rude, yo. So, uh, yeah, we were talking about horny old man. Yeah. Yeah, so Bram Velsing ended up selling his technology, including, like, a nanomachine weapon to the British, they made anti-riot gear, and Tony's really upset about that, but his suit has been getting the hell beaten out of it during all the flights. So he sends Justine to go and reveal the sales information to the press while he goes to fight the four Iron Man suits the British made. 
they end up beating him up, and then Ghost beats him up, but the last of the suits has to go and save Iron Man because the fact that the British police bought weapons from an arms dealer is very controversial, mm -hmm. so the deal is scuttled. And then Tony reveals that he coated the ghost with radiation to track him after, but their plane is attacked by another suit when they are in the United States, and Tony and Justine wake up in a base for Project Tomorrow. And it turns out the person behind everything was Howard Stark, who was Tony's grandfather, who was not actually dead. He just faked his death. Because that's Tony. what you do when you do secret projects. So Howard used his DNA to break into the tech, and he wants to get upgraded in case people need his help saving America again. And he found a mysterious box that Tony had and wants Tony to open it up. And Tony opens it up to reveal that it's his head from another universe. And it's infected with technology that kills other technology. And so it kills everybody, including Justine, who had been working for him. And then Tony goes and drinks and he's sad. Iron Man! Yay! The best Iron Man story of the Ultimate Universe. Is it the best solo Iron Man story? Yes, definitely. fine. Let, let's rephrase. Solo Iron Man story. Because, yes, it is far away better than the first two Ultimate Iron Man series. Okay. I think it's better than Ultimate Human, at least. Yeah. Because to me, there was at least stuff in it that I feel like there was the inklings of a good story. Mm -hmm. It was just poorly executed. Yeah, I, I think the art was good, but it kind of mm -hmm. lacked emotion, and there weren't enough quiet moments since every quiet moment was pretty much... Oh, hey, Peter's going to have sex with this woman again. Yeah. No, Tony. Tony Luke. Yes, sorry. We get to talk about what Peter's wanting to have sex with later. It's better than Ultimate Human. I don't think it's... I think it's better than Ultimate X4, another Alice joint. Mm-hmm. That was... That similarly had some weird tonal stuff to it. Uh, I don't think it's as good as Ultimate Vision, though. I would agree. And hmm. I don't think it's as good as Ultimate Doom. At least Ultimate Doom had some fun bits to it. Agreed. Yeah, Ultimate Doom is better. So then I think this is more competent. It makes a lot more sense overall than Omega Red did, the Ultimate Spider-Man story. Agreed. So then our new number 50 is Ultimate Armor Wars, numbers 1 through 4, which brings our list up to 130. Good for you, Ultimate Armor Wars. Mm-hmm. Up next is Ultimate Comics X, numbers 1 through 5, written by Jeff Loeb, with pencils by Art Adams, colors by Aspen MTL's Peter Steigerwald, with digital inks by Aspen MTL's Mark Roslin, and ledgers by Richard Starkings and Comic Crafts Albert Tashinzi. Boo. To be there. Not to specifically Richard Starkings and Comic no. Crafts Opera to Shinzi. No. Richard Starkings has done a very competent job in most of these series. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Jimmy Hudson. We're introduced to him. He's a teen who's got Wolverine powers because he's Wolverine's son, which is revealed to him when Kitty Prod shows up with that box that Wolverine gave to her. 
which is really weird that he gave it to her without giving the instructions to, like, give it to his son. Because inside is a holographic projector that says, hey, you're my son. And the way that he gave this to Kitty made it seem like, oh, no, this is a gift to Kitty specifically. Kitty, you are my son. There's a lot of explaining to do. <laughs> and also, Jimmy was adopted by James Hudson and uh, what's her what's her name, who are supposed to be like the Alpha Flight people who had adopted Wolverine in normal continuity. It's, they're also from Florida. It's not very interesting. Fascinating. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I mostly knew that because of the very good Ultimate Wolverine that Acker and Blacker did. Okay. Or not Ultimate Wolverine, uh, Wolverine say, Season 1. I don't think I read that one. It was one that uh, I really enjoyed. Uh, it was Salva Espin on the art who did the Jeff Parker run on Exiles. Nice. Speaking of, uh, I was really sad that COVID hit and canceled our local Comic-Con. Jeff Parker was going. Parker! I was very excited. Yep. Uh, so, we then find out that Jean has assumed the identity of Karen Page, and the girlies are, like, underage. Uh, she now dyes her hair black, and she has completely broken every law regarding, like, psychic abilities that there previously was by potentially faking an entire relationship with a security guard named Dave. In getting herself a job in a fake life. But then she finds out that Dave on her birthday posted a picture of her. Which she told him to never do. And that's when Rogue shows up. But it was actually Mystique. And she's there with Sabretooth because they wanted to recruit her. They try and force her to leave. Dave tries to stop. He gets his ass beaten by Sabretooth. And so Gene hits Sabretooth with several cars. Erases everybody's memories of her. And then Jimmy shows up because he tracked down where she was staying. Now you see, Luke, you said before that psychic powers couldn't do this, but Jeff Loeb says it could. And as you know, Jeff Loeb doesn't care about what should or shouldn't be done. This is a bad issue, Luke. Let's skip to the end. Yeah. Uh, in Chicago, we meet Derek Morgan, who turns himself into a winged guy and known as the Guardian who's using his power to stop criminals, but also steal their money. And his brother, Joseph Morgan, is a cop. And his sister-in-law is pregnant. And also, Jean is now angry that Jimmy is very horny for her. And the cops are trying to capture the Guardian because they assume he's a mutant and a vigilante. And so... Uh, Joe tries to stop Derek, who still wants to bring him in, even though he knows they're brothers, and so Gene and Jimmy say both of them, and Gene's like, hey, you can either go to jail and potentially get murdered by these police, or everyone will forget about oh, this whole thing. And so he's like, well, I guess I don't have a choice. And yeah, that's kind of, uh, all that there is there. It's not a lot. Nope. Except that it's like, drawn out over an entire issue and nobody really comes off well. It tries oh. to be like, oh, hey, these police are good people, but also, they're bad. And then we find out what happened to Liz Allen. She moved out to the OC because when her dad died, California. he inherited us. 
they inherited a small fortune. Also, she got introduced to her half-brother, Teddy, who was like the blob, who, if you forget, was her dad. And he is goaded into being an outcast by Evan, who is weird, goth, generic, Jeff Loeb doesn't know how to write teens. Nope. And Do you so think Jane... Jeff Loeb ever was a teen? No. That makes more sense. Uh, so, Jimmy, Gene, and Derek... Derek? are hunting him down, waiting for the moment to go. Evan brings the gun to school, shoots the principal, and this leads to a police standoff. Teddy tries to get Evan to stand down, and he gets shot, but because he's got blob powers, it doesn't hurt him. Evan rejects him because he's a mutant, and then Liz flames on, like, hey, I'm a mutant too. Gene's team comes in, followed by Pietro, who is assembling his own team, and Liz joins Gene's team, and Teddy joins Pietro's team. Once again, it's not well written, nope. and it's a very bad way of handling school shootings. Oh, yeah, horribly so. And then in New Jersey, Sabretooth attacks Jimmy and beats the hell out of him until he gets pulled away. Gene decides they need a new plan, so she reaches out to Bruce Banner, who is working in the soup kitchen, and offers to help him out. So Hulk shows up and beats the shit out of Sabretooth. And Pietro's like, alright, we're even now. And Jean threatens to actually murder anybody if they get fucked with. Turns out that she's sort of working with Nick Fury, who is no longer the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. And they are going to be the Tomorrow People. And Pietro's like, oh, well, if they've got a Hulk, we've got Scarlet Witch. Because she is still alive. Which we already knew from the end of Ultimates 3. It's not good. I still don't understand Jeff Loeb's whole thing with the Scott Witch and Quicksilver thing. He's horny for her? Well, that part. Not that part. The whole death thing. Yeah. Just kind of being, like, fake. Just like, like what? Mm-hmm. It makes no sense. Yeah. <sighs> like, remember when, yeah. They, remember when they were Ultimates? Remember when they were good guys? <laughs> Yeah. Then you just made him evil for no reason whatsoever. Uh, how do you feel about this compared to Ultimate X Men Magical? Uh, Magical is better. That, uh, that that was two issues that made sense. Three issues. Three, three issues. issues. They made sense, Luke. There was a plot. Okay. I could follow it. <laughs> I think Cable is also similarly better than this. Mm -hmm. Okay. How do we feel about it compared to the underneath? This is that worse. was where um, Breaking Point. That's the one where Nightcrawler kidnaps Dazzler. Uh, this is better. Yeah. I think it's better than Ultimate Captain America Annual Training Day. I would agree. So then the question is, is it better or worse than Ultimate Iron Man 2 Parts 1 through 5? It's more competently written than Ultimate Iron Man 2. I would agree with that. So our new number 120 is Ultimate X-Men, or Ultimate Comics, X numbers 1 through 5. And then last but not least is Ultimate Comics Spider-Man numbers Definitely 1 through 6. Least. Uh, the, world, the world according to Peter Parker is what the trade is called. Yep. And so it was written by Brian Michael Bendis with art by David Lafuente, colors by Justin Ponsor, and letters by BZ's Corey Petit. 
and it's a lot of catching up on what's happened in the six months, or really nothing has happened in the past six months, and now events are starting to suddenly happen. Peter's working fast food, and it's not going well. There's a mysterious figure in red known as the Shroud with powers who's stopping criminals. Peter's banging uh, Gwen Stacy. Uh-huh, the police love Spider-Man now. And the art is bad. You don't like David Lavuentes? I... Art? Nah, uh, no. I like it. I, I think some of it... Or correction, like some of it I think is terrible. Some of it is fine. Fair. Specifically it's... things that are terrible. Peter Parker's hair. He does it's not... even longer. It is not well done. I miss Pat uh, Bagley. Or at least Stuart Eminem. I prefer Mark Bagley. Okay. Uh, yeah, so the Kingpin came back to town and he's like, oh, I'm ready to take care of everything again. And then Mysterio just kills him, which is very good. Oh, yeah. Because you get this whole, like, setup of, wait, how did Kingpin get back to town? Oh, what's the Kingpin going to do? And then he's just killed. Never mind. It don't matter. Mm -hmm. Big old Wilson's uh, dead. Yep. Kitty and Mary Jane are both angry at each other. Uh, Kitty may have broken up with Kenny Kong. We don't really have a solid detail on that yet. We do not. And uh, while Peter and Gwen are having a rooftop lunch date, they see signs of destruction, so Peter swings off and runs into Bombshells, who are a mother and daughter team that when they touch... They can make explosions, and Peter's able to separate them. Uh, Johnny showed up at Aunt May's place uh, because he needed a place to crash and asks to move in with them. Spider-Man gets a distress call that giant spiders are attacking the city. That they were. <laughs> and when he goes, it turns out that Mysterio is trying to pull a Die Hard 3 to rob the Federal Reserve of the gold, and Spider-Man stops him, which really pisses off Mysterio because he spent a lot of time on that. But no Nick Fury was there. That's how he really could help save the day. Mm-hmm. Mary Jane's manager tries to ask her out, but then in the middle of her turning him down, a random guy with a gun in the car tries to ask Mary Jane out and threatens her, and so the Shroud shows up and beats up everybody in the car. And uh, Mary Jane tells Peter about the Shroud, and she admits that she regrets breaking up with him, and she and Gwen sort of come together and talk about it. And then Jessica Jones is like, hey, the Hulk is attacking a bridge. We should go and get footage. And Peter leaves, and when he gets there, it's a trap by Mysterio who knocks him out. Way to go, teen sleuth Jessica Jones. Couldn't have solved that one. Mm-hmm. In Queens, Kitty's mom... Uh, finds that Bobby Drake is hiding in their basement. And back on the bridge, Mysterio is uh, fighting, or Mysterio is ready to capture Spider-Man, but the Shroud appears, beats him up. Spider-Man is able to unmask him, and so Mysterio vanishes after losing part of his armor. And Peter tries to uh, talk to the Shroud, who points out the evidence and vanishes. Kitty, in the meanwhile, is in trouble with her mom for hiding Bobby in the basement. That's what we're soon gonna get. Everyone's favorite. 
Aunt May's house for wayward teens. Mm -hmm. uh, so Peter brings the evidence to the police, is chewed out for taking evidence from a scene, and then he mentions that he thinks that Mysterio might be after him, and the police captain Quaid thinks that might be a clue of what's going on. And then when Peter gets home, he finds out that they're adopting Bobby as well. And Mysterio finds Spider-Man's blood on his Hulk robot illusion thing. Aunt May gives makeovers. So Johnny's got black hair and Bobby has no hair and enrolls him as Peter's cousins in school. And claims that the records were destroyed in the flood and the principal, now that everybody loves Spider-Man, is fine with it. Peter's got that next... Peter's got that nice pull now in the school. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, Peter's spider sense goes off. Mysterio made a spider slayer to come in and track Peter down. So Peter works to save people. The shroud comes in and deactivates it, and then Johnny melts it, which destroys all of the evidence that was inside. And unaware to everybody, Kitty is the shroud. Her powers might be hurting her. And Mysterio is trying to figure out who Peter is. And Captain Quaid tracks Mysterio's base down, and so Mysterio blows it up. And that's the end. Kaboom! It's, it, it feels very much like a reestablishment arc, but there's a lot more pieces going on now. Yes. Which I think is... I, I think it's weighed down a bit. Yes, it both worked and did not work from that reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, how would you feel about this compared to... Uh... Uh, Ultimate Spider-Man Lil Ben. Lil Ben is better. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot better or a little better? Uh, decently better. Okay. Uh, how do you feel about it compared to Ultimate Spider-Man Requiem, which we knocked points off of because it wasn't really a comic that much? Uh, this is better than that. Okay. Uh, I think the first volume of Ultimates is honestly better than this. I would agree. So that brings us to number 44 on the list, Ultimate Comics Spider-Man, numbers 1 through 6, The World According to Peter Parker. Looking forward to the next volume of the Ultimate Spider-Man. That is a good one, if you ever recall. Well, Devin, do you know what we are covering next time? Probably not Spider-Man, because that would be getting my hopes up. What, Luke? What will uh, we be covering next time? Is it Ultimate X-Men? Uh, we're covering Ultimate Avengers, Ultimate Spider-Man, Ultimate <laughs> Avengers Volume 2, and more Ultimate Spider-Man. It's a 20-issue shakedown. Oh, God. Yeah. So, get your reading in early. Uh, yeah, this was a short one. We really only had three stories, and they were all pretty quick to talk mm -hmm. about. So, Devin. Yes, Luke? What, uh... I don't know. I don't think we actually got any questions this time on the Twitter. Uh, mostly when I said... Question we for covering... Luke. Do you think it was weird yeah. that we just we uh, established quickly that Peter and Gwen are dating now? You know, I'm willing to accept it. Okay. Even though we've established that she is like a sister to him in previous arcs. Those words exactly. 
Yeah, I, I, I think they're fine. They just have a close bond. I mean, what does that mean to you, I guess? I don't know. For me, it was more of a say they established them as a, as a more bigger friendship rather than relationship than fam. But six months. I suppose. Six months. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, uh, Devin, where can you be found online? You can find me online at Fred Fett, that's F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T, and Luke, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at at Coltreg, that's K-O-L-T-R-E-G. We're also both doing a Nicolas Cage podcast with my partner, Abby, that you can find on the Patreon, and in relatively soon coming to some sort of new site that I'll probably have for the next episode. So. Yeah, I, uh... I think that's about it. It's late. It's been a long day. It's been a long week. I went to the dentist today, so... Nice. How many cavities, Luke? None. Nice. I got my fillings done... last year. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, if you enjoy Multiversal Q, please let other people know. If you want to send in questions, please feel free to do so, and we'll be back in two weeks with more Ultimate Spider-Man and Ultimate Avengers. They're not the Ultimates anymore, motherfuckers. Catch you on the flip mode. Peace.